Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 15. My name is Keshav, and I'm the producer for this episode. This conversation is with John Kelly, who is a 2020 Dalhousie University graduate and current associate with Ernst & Young, based in their Calgary, Alberta office. And he joined Sam to discuss how best to tackle the fourth-year business school recruitment cycle, which, for a lot of students, is often a very daunting and time-intensive task. And so he discussed his strategies, what worked for him, what he thinks will work best for you, and ultimately, at the end of the day, how to make networking a less daunting task. Sam and John also discussed the importance of having hobbies while managing a heavy workload and also some investment strategies for young professionals like himself. So without further ado, here is episode 15. And we are here with John Kelly. Is it John or Jonathan? Uh, John's good. My full name's Jonathan Kelly. Yeah, no, I will have a nice, awesome intro from uh, Keisha of our producer coming into this. So I just want to know, because I always call you John and I'm like, well, maybe I should ask you, what is it like two, two and a half years, two years later, if that's actually what I should be calling you two years, three years. Yeah, well, uh, I get a lot of people that ask me that. And um, it's mostly because people just hear me being called John. And I just like to go by it because it's easier. I think three syllable names are tough. For, so like Samantha, for example, saying, Samantha. Samantha. I yeah, but you're go you go by like Sam a lot of the time, at least. Yeah. So like, it's just a lot easier to use in conversation. Um, so I don't know <laughs> if I ever have kids, I'm, they're going to have one or two syllable names, not three syllables because it's just too much. And when you have to write your name, like it just takes so much longer. So yeah, John's good. <laughs> Great, John. So I like this, uh, starting off nice and cash. Uh, how do we know each other? The big, first big question. Well, I went to uh, I went to Dell. Uh, I met Sam um, in third year in our cost management accounting class, um, and just like built a bit of a relationship uh, with Sam out of that class. Um, just really, I was I guess someone who is usually pretty vocal in classes for the most part, and I got to know a lot of my professors. And Sam was one of those professors, as she was one of the uh, accounting professors, I suppose, because there really aren't too many of you. And um, we built a bit of a relationship together over um, the last year and a half. What, what would it be? A year and a half of the degree and then onwards since then. So yeah. just over just over three years or two years now in total. But um, we worked together. Um, I worked uh, for Sam, um, helping run some of the CPA marketing center stuff, like doing some of the admin, like you logistical right work. Off. Yeah, I was Sam's first co-op student and that was also probably my sweetest co-op job. Oh, um, go on. No. <laughs> it was yeah. uh, remote before remote was a thing. It was pre-COVID remote. Yeah. Yeah, worked I worked from home before it was cool, I like to say. So, you were on first name basis with the baristas at uh at Starbucks and uh, yep. yeah. That was, yeah. uh, it was pretty fun. It was nice to, I remember the co-op people would say, okay, but you know, CPA Canada is out of Toronto, but Jonathan's in Halifax. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, and you're in Halifax. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, how does this work? <laughs> and I was like, oh, like he's remote. Like we meet like once or twice a week, like um, you, sometimes in person, sometimes online. I think you went back to Calgary 
for like a few weeks out of that. And so mm -hmm. we just arranged the, the work time. So yeah, we had it down pat. So when you hit the pandemic, I'm sure you're like, well, <laughs> guess, guess we'll do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit tougher now um, for, I think, a whole ton of reasons, but... Oh, yeah, and yeah, we'll, that we'll was... get into that, but at yeah. least in the onset, I'm sure, I don't know, for myself, I was like, all right, like, we can do this. And then, yes, as the year has gone on, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> this is, yeah. you know, what happens when it's not necessary, voluntary. So, okay, so you were a DAL student, you did one of your, your last uh, co-op term um, with me, and then leading into fourth year because a large number of the people listening to this will be DAL students that are just finished their third year, like when we first met. Um, maybe they just met me uh, in an online environment. So they've heard my voice, um, you know, worked through my course, and now they're in the summer and they're thinking about the fall. Um, you know, you're presently a CPA candidate. Um, so keeping in mind that majority of our audience is again, like leading into the fall. Um, how about you tell us about your path, your fourth year, and how that has led into what you're doing now? Yeah, so, well, you'd have the summer in front of you first, I suppose, right? If you're in their position right now. Yeah. And are they, are, you, are your students done right now? I guess by the time this is posted, they'll be done finals probably, hey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of your last little bit of freedom to some extent. Um, well, they'll all be in co-op still with COVID, right, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not total freedom. That's that's going to be next summer um, before everyone gets into their um, big, uh, big adult jobs. But um, what was my fourth year like in accounting? Yeah, so you started okay. in September, you were free of um, the NMC and, and me, and you're back, your friends, and, okay. friends, and you come back in in the fall. And what did September look like September of your fourth year? Yeah, well, things stepped up, up a lot, like in accounting, like it was cool because you, we like, I remember in third year, like I had a lot of, I won't name any of the classes, but um, I had a lot of classes that I didn't think were too relevant that weren't like it within accounting, like to what I was trying to learn. And like a lot of that, like goes away in fourth year, like you do all of your accounting classes in fourth year, like you may have to help me out a little bit here, but it's advanced yeah, accounting. Hits, and you have my IFA 2, Intermediate Financial Accounting 2. You have yeah. uh, Laura's Tax 1, which is mostly personal tax. And you have Tammy or Kyla's Audit. And then, so you have three accounting courses. Right. Grat 1 and maybe an option or two. Right, right, right. And I remember my two options. That's funny. <laughs> um, so what, yeah, so for, and you said it was a big step up. So three accounting yeah, courses. So, yeah, fourth, fourth year gets real, um, especially in second semester. Um, fourth year, first semester is good because you kind of start learning a whole lot more things through all three of those classes. Like you start learning a lot more of like the hard accounting knowledge stuff and like the actual rules. Like you hear a lot about like the frameworks and like IFIRST and ASPE and all that, but you actually start learning like a lot of stuff like by the book and how things are done. And um, so that level of knowledge that you need to learn like increases a lot, which I actually liked because like it was actually what I was planning on what I am doing now, like what I go went forward with, you know, so like it was I felt I was learning things that were more important to my degree rather than just general stuff. So that was really cool. Um, but it just picks up like it. you learn a lot of information. Um, there's and there's always more to learn on top of that. And um, 
So it's not but, easy. It's a big step up. Was there anything <laughs> else going on in September or October? Uh, and I can, I can prompt you a little bit because I do recall um, it, it's oh. recruiting. It's recruiting. So there was always yeah. kind of a mood of, you know, when I saw students, um, they were typically, you know, there was really like every question was very, like was very pertinent. Um, so including, I, you know, we had a few talks. Uh, so um, where did you start? Um, did right. you head into fourth year with a full-time job for graduation? Uh, I did not head into fourth year, um, into fourth year at the start with a full-time job. So I was, I finished up my co-op with you and then I started, you know, being a like, on top of like when the application dates and uh, such were for the big four companies, um, which is early September. And it's funny you had to prompt me on that because I've just taken a lot, put a lot of that out of my memory because it's a lot of work. Like, like you're saying, like everyone's like, everyone's really invested and like you're competing, like to get into these firms, you know, like, like if you're interviewing, like they already know that you're competent, like based on your resume and like, they're just more so interested in who you are like is what I found but that that's the that's to me like what I found to be the easy part like when you actually have the interview it's like all of the stress and like all of the waiting and stuff like in between and writing applications and juggling that with your other um responsibilities like updating your resume um making yeah. sure the right format in the right box and the right preview and the right you know yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and it goes in and you're battling um you know, I really put emphasis on you to kind of communicate the fourth year is no joke. And so, and then on top yeah. of it, you know, there's some emotional stuff in the sense that there's other people who have their jobs for graduation and nobody, I think our group, like, I feel like your class is really good. Nobody made anybody feel bad, but it's more the pressure that you put on yourself. So, mm -hmm. so you would say that by the time you actually got to the interviews that you were like, okay, like you just focus on the one step versus like the bigger thing. Like, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to do this one interview and I need to show them who I am and communicate with people that I may be working with in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, once you're like interviewing, like you can kind of plan like all you, all you want, but um, once you're interviewing, like things always pretty much all the time won't go the way you expect them. And like, if you have like a great answer to a question, you're saying it like you're most of the time, they're just going to switch it up on you and ask something totally unrelated because they've checked that box, you know? And um, I guess also one thing I want to point out is it's like not easy. It isn't like not as stressful and like it can be like nerve wracking and like all this stuff. And it is for me as well. But I think I had a bit more of a degree of comfortability with it, com comfortability with it, because um, I had applied to the, um, I had done big floor, big four applications, like the past two, like co-op jobs, like in third year, and then that fourth year summer, and like, had no, no luck with getting uh, positions there. I got some interviews out of that. But it wasn't until fourth year. And I was like, like, I was, I had like a good resume, you know, like I was someone who was always like participating in like extracurriculars, like around the row and like doing case competitions and stuff. So like, I knew I had a good resume, like I knew my grades were good and like, I knew I was competent. And like, by the time I had like got like to the interviews, well, I got through all three interviews, which I think boosted my confidence a little bit. And like, by the time I was like interviewing with them, um, two of the three companies told me in the interview within like the first 10 minutes, 
they were like, listen, like we know you're competent, like we've seen your resume and we read your cover letter, but like, who are you? And they just wanted to talk to me. And I was like, so unprepared for that. And like, I would just talk with like partners for like 30 minutes, like at the couple companies, but um, it's, it's a lot, I get it. So a lot of people are really stressed about that right now. And I think this is one of the things you want me to talk about. Yeah. Um, if you're a fourth year in accounting, like getting into big four, like full-time, like out of university is kind of like the live or die, like kind of sink or, sink or swim kind of vibe, like around the row, like not going to lie to some uh, extent. Yes. Some people yeah. and a lot of people, yes, have a lot yeah. of weight put on them either externally or internally that that's what they want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you definitely don't have to do that. And that's not what I'm trying to say. And you can, you should definitely, um, you don't have to do that, um, whether you want to do it or not. And what I mean by that is if you don't make it into big four, right, like this go, like going in like postgraduate, like September 20, for me is 2020, 2022 now, September uh, 2022 start. Um, if you don't make it, well, big four is hiring again in January, 2023. If you don't make it then, they're hiring again in May, 2023. If you don't make it then, well, see you in September again, you know, and the yeah. more you apply, the more you apply to these companies and attend their networking events, like I'm involved in the EY, so EY Calgary recruiting events come through, um, and I'll give you a good word, um, <laughs> but, um, but um, you know, like if you go to those recruiting events and stuff and like you just like be yourself and like you try, like you don't need to have like A plus grades either, you know, like it's good, like it looks good. But if you're someone who gets out there and like applies yourself and attends these events and shows that you're interested, like that's what's going to matter the most. And if you show that you're determined and you're resilient and stuff, like that's, it's, it's going to work out and big four will hire you because you're very, you're the, you're like the support, like underneath, like all of the big, all of the audit grind is one thing I've noticed in my time from starting in October to now almost six months later. Actually, I think we're just at about six months here, Sam. Yeah. Two, two days, six months. But, um, <laughs> um, in my time, I've just noticed that, you know, it's the, it's the people that are the least experienced that not do the most work, but do the work that lets audits be done. And so it's not junior, just junior staff, but it's junior staff, intermediates, and seniors working with managers, all those, all those people within their first five to seven years of being at the firm, they're the guys that move, move the mountain. We like to call it at EY, but yeah, um, your boots on the ground, you're seeing the documentation, you're speaking with the clients and you get to communicate, um, you know, the audit findings to the partners and they use their professional judgment and their critical uh, thinking and experience and then they ask you questions back and it's a collaborative process but yeah if you're not there boots on the ground you know arms deep into file boxes or you know the digital file boxes then there's nothing to kind of communicate the risk to to the senior managers and the partners so yeah um mm -hmm. i liked yeah i think that's a really good you yeah. know moving and another thing yeah, another another thing like for the students, that's a really, really important thing for people to know. And this was Jacob that was telling me this because he was at PwC before me for his co-ops. Right. Um, and it's something I've learned. It's something that's just been proven to be true, like at EY as well. Deloitte, anybody you talk to, KPMG, whatever, like new hires, like smart, like confident, like like determined, like I want to do this job kind of people are like just as desired as your desire is to get into big four, 100%. Like you are so essential
to the whole operation to keep things moving at these companies. And if you stay determined, you'll get it. And maybe you'll find something else and it does you even better. And in, in that meantime, you know, and it, you don't even end up doing it because, yeah. you know, like, and it then, yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're saying exactly what I, um, you know, but like we said, I, I'm older, like I'm, I'm out of the game. And when I say like, it'll work out, it only means so much. Right. But when it comes from you, like it'll work out, here's how to do it. Um, I think what we can relate to a lot is that um, I know for myself, I, I, there's been so many times that I haven't been people's first choices, but an opportunities come up. And when the door gets open a little bit, like you kick through and you just try and you bring your attitude and your attitude counts for a lot. So um, you can be somebody's last choice and best choice and the one that they come back to and the one that and that's what speaks volumes. So you had mentioned that you had applied for big four for, um, for you know, co-op terms before and hadn't made it. And that was a goal of yours, right? We're not saying big four is the only goal, but we're saying that that was your goal. And so leading into final year, you know, it could have been somebody with a different attitude could have said, well, it didn't happen for me. Therefore it won't, therefore I won't try. And you were like, no, I have gotten, I've met with people. I've developed relationships. I've done all this other work that I can bring to my audit role. And I'm going to bring my fantastic attitude, right? Like you have an A plus in attitude all the time and passion and like you bring it. Um, so yeah, bring that and, and give it your best. And within three weeks, I think you went from having, you know, your applications in and, you know, just waiting to having um, a different problem where you had multiple offers in multiple cities. And yeah, so over, over a span of three weeks when school is still rolling in, um, a, a whole different set of problems. I say problems because I said, you did that, you were in those problems and like kudos to you. So, you know, thank you for giving people um, just the insights and what to do and the tactics. And, you know, if you haven't joined a club so far, go ahead, join something. Um, look at what you're interested in. Um, for you, what clubs were you involved in in university? Well, yeah, JDCC was really big for me off the start. Um, like it might feel a little too late for personally, I'll say like, I loved JDCC, loved what it was about. It didn't happen in, in my third year due to monetary reasons. Like it didn't happen at all. And like fourth year, I would have loved to do it, but like, I'm sure all of you are concerned about the amount of work you're going to do. And like the extra commitment is kind of a little concerning. So it's going to be everyone's own decision. So like, I don't want to be like do JDCC in fourth year because like, you don't want to get and over your head. Right. It might not be here. We don't know what. Oh, uh, no, that's sad. Canceled. Well, it was canceled last year because of like COVID and the arrangements, although they still did have the Atlantic throwdown. So there still will be, I'm still confident there will be case competitions of some sorts. And we just don't know exactly um, what that would look like. But no, like you said, um, I think what you're getting at that it will feel like there's time constraints, but it you can make some things work like JDCC or like the Atlantic Throwdown or like um, there'll be the tax clinic. Did you ever get involved in the tax clinic? No. 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 Okay. There's no. a tax clinic. You Were you part of um, DCS? Um, like arm's length, I guess. Yeah. So um, what else? Just so I'm not like poking I, around. No, I know. Honestly, like my fourth year is tough. Like I was like a big case like I'm a very competitive person yeah you won JD um, so. uh JDI right in third year 
yeah and that's in third year like for the jdi accounting ones like our teams won the accounting and then the productions one the productions one was funny that one was just like a bit of a joke for us to not a joke but it was just like like awesome because that I, that productions class was not my favorite i'll say that on this interview right now and on uh, it but um <laughs> accounting though accounting was that was a very like important to me as well but like what's in hindsight like winning a case comp was a big deal to me because like i'm competitive and i had to win once but in hindsight like what i gained the most from doing case competitions and presenting and even your fourth year like capstone project all of you guys are going to do is just being comfortable like because you're so uncomfortable like most people are including myself at the start like and you don't know what to say and you think about that's the thing is you think about oh, what am I going to say yeah. well you, you can't think you just have to make a lot of stuff up on the fly and yeah. yeah and sometimes you don't have to talk like sometimes you just mm. like it's better to just say nothing and think for five seconds right instead of just blabber away and then you that's a big thing for me that I've been trying to do because I talk so much like <laughs> is just trying to talk a little less but no uh, um that's really 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 fantastic so get out you're passionate about cases you're passionate about you know developing those skills so you gravitated towards that and we have uh you know a number of different initiatives so there's women in business association um the dalhousie accounting society uh really got ramped up this year so yeah um, whole team including shauna and claire as their co-presidents um there's a number of other people involved as well um, having different virtual events. And as we um, look towards being a person in the fall, I'm sure there'll be even more and more events. So getting out, meeting people. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any, I, I can share some of my tips from the networking events um, because I will say that I did not, I did not like them, um, but I don't think anybody does. And so my, my tips was always like a goal. I had a goal to talk to three people in quality conversations and be good support to my classmates. So I would find essentially three different groups of people. I tried to find like one person from the company that looked older, one that looked medium, and then one that looked like around my age. And then I would walk, like I would walk up and I'd like sit there and listen to a bunch of people, interrupt a little, talk about me, do the interaction, step back, like still in the conversation, not a couple, wait. And then I would go, and like go to the washroom, like nothing, and just like sit down and like, I'm like, okay, one down, go back, get some food, rinse, repeat. So that's, you know, I'm an extrovert, but I still find, you know, meeting new people and talking about yourself and like being this like mixer uh, to be stressful. So I figured three quality interactions with three business cards and follow up and have some genuine communication. And I felt like that was, that was doable and manageable for me. So do you have anything that you would share with people that those opportunities came up in the fall? Yeah, I would share right away that networking events stress me out too. Like, like make sure <laughs> events, like if it's put on, like I found at least in my time, like if it's put on like directly by the company, like PwC did one in Halifax and like I had a really good time at that one or Labatt did one in Halifax too. Um, and <laughs> Three of us, me, me, Jacob Rogan, Colin, and Johnny Loretto, all employed, went to that Levat networking event for a reason. I'm sure you can guess they had free beer. But um, you were helping like, them with their those, product. <laughs> regardless, and no, and we had we had such a good time at that Levat one. Is the best example probably 
like we were trying to like when we were getting out of there like we already had jobs right but we were just like there because this stuff is fun too like not just for free beer like you meet people you know oh. like even if you're so like we were like the last ones there and they were like trying to get give us interviews you know and we were like oh sorry like we're all accountants like by the way but like we like knew everyone in DCS, but so what it is, sorry, I don't want to tell like that story too no, much. No, no, like, I actually so... love that one because I want to just say <laughs> one of my friends right now, she, she kills it in interviews. And I'm talking about like very, very um, experienced, like VP finance, uh, CFO roles. And she's about 50, 50 once she gets the interview for um for jobs and i'm very confident that i can tie it back to when she she would keep interviewing keep going to mixers and keep talking to people and just getting to know people and have those relationships even when she had jobs even when she didn't really know like it's okay and i i kind of went the other way where i was like no i have a job i can't talk to people right and maybe that was just what i wanted to do because i was so out of my comfort zone but that investment in your in your skills um really does pay off so i think that that's that's amazing yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Those that what I've found is, yeah, just they they're all stressful, but the ones put on by the companies are really important, especially accountants, right? Like big four, like if you have any opportunities in Halifax to go to anything put on directly by EY or PwC or Deloitte or KPMG, right? Or any, what's another one? Baker Tile Lily. I think I did some stuff with them. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines, like any of those types of type things, like you want to go to those, those are really important. And then also like the, like society ones, I'm not trying to discredit that at all, but I always found there was a lot of a vibe of there's not enough employees here, like people I'm trying to network with and there's way too many students, you know? So it's important to go to those things as well. But I think it's also important to have like a bit more of like a chill mindset and like try and hope almost that like natural conversations come up like with people because it's kind of like a feeding frenzy with like six people if there's three people from companies and everyone's going for the same person like everyone's yeah. just listening and it's like it's so artificial you know a lot of the time so like that stuff is really like I don't vibe with and resonate resonate with that that's my re professional replacement word for vibe by the way is resonate because it's actually mm -hmm. the exact same like vibe, vibration, yeah, yeah. resonate. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but, you know, and, and to my credit, I would stay around to, you know, just have some chill networking after, like I got my three. Um, and likely if I were to look back and see where, like where the relationships and where the jobs came from, it was likely from that. Um, right. Because you get to resonate on your own natural wavelength. Um, so no, I think that that's great. And kind of, what do they say? The disappointment is the gap in between expectation and reality. So if you go in with like, I'm going to go and be myself and talk to some people, then you're going to have a fantastic day and night and you're not going to you know, put any extra stress or anything on you. And that's going to come out and they're going to get to see your authentic self, right? Which is ultimately who you want to bring to your eventual job. Yeah, exactly. All right. So that's a, that's a good, that's a good line. Disappointment is uh, the difference of expectation and reality. I've never thought about that. I mean, that's nothing too crazy, it. but it, that's true. It, it, I, and oh. on it, yeah, I, I use that. I use that a lot when I find I'm bummed out about something. I'm like, well, why am I bummed out? It doesn't mean yeah. not to shoot high. It just means like, all right, this time it didn't work out, but that doesn't mean next time can't, but we'll just move on. Uh, okay, so cool. You, um, by the time mid-October hit, you had your full-time job nailed down. How did you um, spend the rest of your fourth year? 
Like how do, how is that kind of different from how you started it or the same? Well, um, how did I spend it? Well, we worked hard, like, because we had a good group of like friends, like, I'm not sure what the, how many people are in accounting for fourth year coming up here? It will be about the same, about 80. About the same, about 80. Like that's one of the cool thing about, one of the cool things about the accounting program at Dallas that it's pretty tight. So like most people, like everyone, not most people, like everyone knew each other and a lot, like 95% of people were like pretty inclusive, you know? Yeah, so and like, I, would, I would say that maybe they don't know each other right now just because of the pandemic, but once they get in there in the fall, um, yeah, like Dal, we have we have good re- resonations. I don't know, good vibes. And you're right, yeah. people are inclusive. They were inclusive in your year, and I don't anticipate anybody else to be not inclusive. Are you guys in person in the fall? We will be. Oh, let's go. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So stay strong to all the students. Stay strong. Like this COVID stuff is terrible. And like working from home, like studying from home, like sucks, like it's not fun. And like, it's a lot better, like when you're doing stuff with your friends and working on projects with your friends and like hanging out at the row or whatever, like those little interactions and like that, all that kind of stuff is coming back. So hang in there um, school wise. Um, what did my fourth year look like? It was a lot of working hard um, up until COVID hit. And then we got off pretty sick, like not going to lie, Sam, you can, Sam would be able to tell from my grades, but Dal implemented a pass or fail system. And it became, some things just became like easy, like write-offs. And it was like, well, like if I'm going to get the same credit on my, I'm, I'm employed. I like, I did it. I'm going to get the degree. It's not going to look any different. So we, it was, we were working so hard, like all the way up until COVID hit. And then just built like this massive consolidated spreadsheet of, okay, here's everything we need to get done. And to to what extent? Um, And this is the kind of stuff that accounting does, right? Like it makes you build spreadsheets like that, you know, like do random stuff like that. And um, it was like, you know, and we worked hard to get it. Spreadsheet on finishing up your degree. (laughs) Yeah, but no, let's, I I was an anomaly. I was an anomaly like my year, right? Because COVID hit like, so we were deprived of all of that fun stuff that I sure hope that all of you fourth years are going to get. That's really good of you. And I just want to point out though, that you states like from my point of view and maybe maybe you won, but like um, I continue to have, you know, weekly lectures and assignments and final exams and you showed up and like you did not take the pass on that and um you know and I feel like that was the majority of the class so I can only speak to um so give yourself some more credit because I know it wasn't easy right um but I still remember our last class uh, do you remember our last class together the game the was that the last one it was with the segment reporting and the time. And all I remember is uh, Jacob, um, <laughs> you guys like were doing your last has and he saw the person in front um, get like the second place, which was, and there was only like first and second. And then he just like jumps up and like, and it's like, Shh. <laughs> and I like, I loved it because we, I don't know, like I felt like going into that, we had just come off of TT number two right? The week before. And um, it's heavy, right? Like the full-blown consolidations is a heavy, heavy, yeah, exam. And then the mon- the Monday or Tuesday, I felt like a little bit heavy. And I remember getting my hair done and being like, oh man, I just want to like bring the fun back to class. Like at this time, COVID was starting to come in the news and people were starting to like, you know, be stressed out. We didn't know what things would look like. And so, yeah, we started this, um, what was it? Like a scavenger hunt almost like a 
that how you refer to it? Like a scavenger hunt, like a checklist and you got, had to get one question right with your group and then come back and then come back and back. And, um, and yeah, that was a lot of fun for me to, and looking back to end it like that and kind of end on a positive note for what we can and then extend it to online. So yeah, I'm sorry, you know, oh. how, how like your fourth year ended, right? It wasn't, it wasn't fair. Okay. Um, and I think it's awesome that you made a special point to say that you hope that this group gets, you know, the fourth year and their full fourth year. And that's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Cause it's, yeah, it's really tough. Like going to school, like you're not even getting paid, you know, like you're paying like to sit yeah. behind your computer screen all day. So it's, it's tough. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's it. Good stuff is coming in fourth year. Like there's a lot of, especially if you guys are in person, which is awesome. Um, you build like a lot of fun relationships and like Sam and also, are the other two props the same? Uh, like yeah. uh, Laura and Tammy are still there too. Tammy and Laura will be in the fall. And then uh, Laura, I think is going on sabbatical. So they'll probably have Kyla um, and Tammy and myself for, for second semester. So yeah, mm, same cool. group they'll get. Cool. Yeah, well, you guys are all in good hands and all of your profs are good people. So build good relationships with them and bring Sam coffee. You know, a few students actually said, Hey, I can't wait to be back in person in the fall and I'll bring you or like, let's go for coffee or I want to buy you coffee. And I was like, Oh, like, like very, very kind. But then I'm now remembering back. Yeah, no, I didn't, didn't hate it when you brought me coffee. Thank you. The funniest uh, was when Derek, when, when Derek came in with his bike and I was bringing oh. the coffee for you. And he's like, he was like, oh, so like, Sam, how'd you get that gig? And I was like, oh, well, like uh, extra 10% on the exam or something. And he like actually bought it for a second. That was good stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. At least it wasn't the ethics prof, right? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Williams. But... Yeah. No, it's good to, it's good to have a chill vibe. And we, we got shit done. Like stuff was yep. hard. Stuff was oh, hard. Yeah. Hard. You know, um, there's lots of exams that um, that are difficult, right? And material that's difficult. Uh, it's not it's not easy. But what I love is that you're here. We're laughing about it. You know, we can remember the good times. You can remember the tricky times. Um, and you are at a you're where you want to be. And you've just finished your first busy season and then some. Um, thank you for texting me after your first busy season. Um, it was so. <laughs> So, so awesome um, to hear. Yeah, your best, your best looks different every day, guys. <laughs> it does. It's I know very true. <laughs> it's very true. It's so, it's so true. And like, yeah, there's lots of times where it's just like easy to get, especially right now, it's so easy to get down or in a like shitty mood on stuff like, like F this, F that, I hate this. Like I'm doing, I'm dealing with like, because okay guys like audit if you're going into audit like when things are working really well like that's great but like that's probably about like 30 percent of your time like 70 percent of your at the time you're asking like like what is happening right now you're just trying to like understand stuff so you're always critically thinking you're always problem solving and if you get a real like brain tickler or something and whatever client you're working on isn't being too receptive or even just a specific one employee for example if they're not being too receptive to your requests and stuff it can be really frustrating and like being able to not take that personally and like recognize like it's just a job, you know, and all this stuff like is really challenging. 
So like, I, I already feel like in none of my past jobs, like except working with you to an extent, because we were such like a small team, like I felt more responsibility then, you know, like in getting stuff done. But like, if I stopped showing up for work at Canna Construction or Orb Toys, like odds are is they're going to be just fine. You know, like they're going to be able to keep operating without an accounts payable clerk. But like in times where I'm on the week of sign off or a few days going up to sign off or something, like I can't leave. And it's not at that point, like it's not like I have to bill 55 hours a week. Like I've already hit that. Like, and it's, yeah, it's like, this you know, like signed off, this thing won't get signed off. And I want to say that you, um, I couldn't have done and wouldn't have wanted to do the NMC without you. We built a lot of really cool processes. So yeah, no, it, um, so for me personally and what I've been able to kind of accomplish and, and work from that, um, was, yeah, you mattered and you had almost complete, um, autonomy, right. In number and you own processes. So I'm really happy and proud of what we built, uh, together there. And I'm really glad that you have that, um, ownership. And I know it's stressful. I know that, you know, um, that audit is stressful that, you know, the big four, I, you know, you're, you're EY Calgary. Like that's a whole lot stressful. It's a whole lot stressful when in 26 hours and 43 minutes, you start vacation. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, thank thank you. Thank you for uh, that comment. And I learned, um, I, like, I honestly took so much away, like doing that, like, and this is, I'm going to tie this into something else, like just for the students here. Um, Like my, my accounts payable positions I worked like totally helpful for my job, like my, my audit job. Like I know what invoices look like all that versus a statement. And like, I know how to read it. And it's like, I know how to use a printer. Like it's, it sounds stupid, but like office printers are super complicated. Like it took me like two, it took me like two weeks at my first job to like get an understanding of how to use these things or like how to scan and like not all day working on the printer, but like just little basics, like using things in Outlook. Like I never paid for Outlook in my life. Actually, I did in fourth year through Dow. Like we get it for free. All you Dow students, you get a full Microsoft Office package for free somewhere on the Dow website. Um, <laughs> for the editor, timestamp that in there right now, the Office 365 link. <laughs> We were used your UI Calgary. I was UI Calgary, and my first day I was right. a copier. And some student was, or like some, sorry, some coworker was like, looked at it, looked at the thing, and he's like, so like, who does the photocopying around here? I died. Like I, I was like, oh, that's you. And he just like he looked so intimidated. So it's true, right? These things that we don't think about. Um, yeah. they, they add up all these things that we've done, bring us to where we're at and we can absolutely apply them. So sorry about cutting you off, but yeah, that's, it's so huge, right? The things that no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like just so much that you do in your life, like you don't even know what's like really going to come next and stuff. Um, and things all like have validity and tie into each other. Like I've pretty much come, I've come to a conclusion Um, I don't know if this is the right word I'm going to use right here either, but I've come to the conclusion with the caveat, like um, that, unless I feel different, like I'm going to, I'm not getting out of my position anytime soon. Like I'm still going for CPA. Like I don't hate accounting. In fact, it's, I'm good at it. And it makes me like, it makes my days go like super fast. And like, I am smarter every day and I work with like super smart people, but like, I've pretty much accepted that. Like, I don't want to be you know, applying IFRS or ASPE like every single day for the rest of my life, like as a controller. 
or something like working in audit, get CPA, like move into private or something or stay in public. Like I don't, that's something that I've realized like in hindsight is that I don't particularly want to be an accountant. And um, it's also really easy to go and reconcile like the value in my job or a Dow accounting degree. Um, I think for everyone that's in Dow accounting right now, like stay strong and get your degree. Like don't switch out like to anything general. Like if you have any interest in doing this kind of stuff, like stick with it. Um, like you're gonna, you're gonna work hard and then you'll also be able to tell everyone else around the row how much harder your degree is than theirs as well. So no that's comment. like another benefit. <laughs> that's another benefit of being in accounting. Um, but <laughs> no, audit, um, um, accounting, Dal accounting, and as well as what you just said, your days go by quick. You're, like, you're learning so much and that audit foundation, um, and not just foundation, but those audit skills and talk the, also the soft skills are the skill skills, like talking to clients, getting communicating what you need in a way to get it from them. And I would say even like more kudos doing that in a virtual environment because that you can't literally track somebody it's down. so hard, yeah. Like the persuasion, yeah. the communication. Um, okay, so. Yeah, so like I'd want, I want to tie that out for if my employer ends up listening to this because um, I, have, I have a really good way to go. And so I'm, again, I'm at EY right now. But one of like the really cool things about these companies is like, if you're so, like, I've, I've worked hard and like, I, you know, you know why I work hard every day is because I work with other people who work hard every day as well. Like, and they are willing to help me out. So mm. like, I'm on a team, like I, that's like, what keeps me motivated is like my teams and like days, like I find like the worst is like, if I, for example, if I have like all of the support I need to like do revenue vouching or something on like a big client for like the next three days, and I don't need to talk to anybody like those can be some of the toughest times because like there's literally it's all work no fun right now like with working from home so like but those times like when you are working with your teams and stuff which like is like uh, still a lot like especially in me as a staff like I ask less questions now but like at the start you need to because you have no idea what you're doing yeah and um where am I going with this where uh, there's the opportunity, the networking, the stuff from earlier today, like just being in accounting, like you're going to learn like so much and you're going to understand things that like are so hard for other people to process, like matching principle and stuff like cutoff, like expenses, like depreciation, like tax, all this stuff is like super key. Like if you just want to be in business in general, like cost management, like variable costing, like variable cost versus fixed costs, right? Like all that kind of stuff. It all has validity and it all extrapolates to like other things. And I'm going to tie that into this one right here because I, I have the questions up on my other monitor that we left here. And it's, do you have any regrets in the path you've chosen thus far? And the answer is no. And I actually got asked that on an EY networking event out of nowhere um, by a student from University of Calgary. And it was, I was so caught off guard. She was like, she, had, she just asked me and she was like, yes. So she was saying like, you know, like you like don't really see yourself in accounting in like five years like do you have regrets in your path and I had to think about it and I've done a lot my answer was no then and my answer is still no now with more reflection um so far yeah and the, I mean if I have no regrets right now I wouldn't be able to have new ones in a year from now or something <laughs> about my past right yeah regret is an interesting thing too because when it's kind of the past is you can learn from the past but like dwelling in the past and living in the past is pretty useless it's non-productive. Um, it's better to live in the present and like sometimes in the future, but yeah. and where the you past are right is now is a product of all that stuff. So we can't just like yeah. go 
cut out the hard stuff, cut out like the awkward mm-hmm. conversations or, you know, whatever, like the, the learning opportunities and be where we are at now. So I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And John, I answered a very similar question um, a couple months ago. And I, they said, what advice would you give to your 19 year old self? And I would say, and I'm like, go get them. And they're like, no regrets. And I was like, nope. <laughs> right. But because yeah, it, look forward, live in the now, look mm-hmm. forward. I think that's amazing. Um, and mm-hmm. just so, so wise yet. How old do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 23 turning 24, 23, in a couple 24, months. Um, graduated last year um in the midst of a pandemic and has been um absolutely living living a good life right like it's making the most out of it learning learning lots um now yeah when we talked briefly um it sounds like you have still been able to keep up with some of your hobbies and do some stuff for fun so do you want to share any of that like what do you do for fun what do you do for you know on your vacations on your evenings and weekends yeah, for sure. Um, so I've become a little bit like you, Sam. I remember looking at you when you were in that working that NMC job and seeing like how much you would work like sometimes. And I'm like, like Sam, like you just need to relax. Like you need to stop doing so much stuff. Like, you know, like you're doing too many things. Like you're good at it, but you're doing too much. And now I'm kind of not as much as you, but like I'm getting there. And I see how like if I were to add like even one other like hobby or like side job or something to my plate like I'm really strapped for time like my days are really busy um I don't schedule out my days by the hour I don't schedule out my free time but I am always busy so um what have I gotten up to in my free time not a lot of okay so I'm going to take you through it so I got out of my degree and I started working this full-time job and it's like like I said it's great but I'm, I'm still at home right now um, and I like moved back to Calgary from Halifax and just still at home Calgary's in lockdown. I actually went to a house viewing right before our call today with my buddy, um, which is kind of exciting, but, um, so looking at that stuff, but in about January or something of a couple months of work, I was like, okay, this isn't just a co-op job anymore. You know, I'm not just making money to like pay for like my next semester of school or whatever. Like I started thinking like more like the invest and this is this ties into my hobby by the way like this is the crypto miner but like I started looking at like investing and stuff and like when I was doing this like GameStop was like blowing up like my faith my honestly like my faith in like the traditional financial system is like way low like anyways like seeing everything that's happening like I'm (laughs) I (laughs) I, I don't think I really have to be careful with what I have to say at all. Um, I'm just trying to think like work independence. I'm not in viola- violation of any independent yeah. stuff, so I'm good. But um, like- You see the opportunities I, and you see like the trends and the like yeah. finance and the community yeah. of blockchain, right? I guess- yeah, and I, I, it's just tough because everyone, you, everyone has to- I, th- I should probably explain like what I'm doing first. Yeah, I did yeah, like yeah, a big, yeah. I did like a big analysis on like, what is the, so let, let's say the number is 10,000. It was like 7,500 or something, but I was like, I have $10,000. What's the best way I can like invest this right now at 23 living at home with like no real plans to move out with like COVID like, yeah, and like TFSA, right? Like that would probably be like your first thought, like some kind of something in your TFSA. Um, and that is like a really good option, but I've already been making my TFA, TFSA deposits every single year. 
Um, and that's like something my, my, I pay for it, but my dad like manages that fund and those are all my st safe stonks. And like, so this extra income I have like on top, like from my job now yeah. is, um, like my own money that I've made with my degree. And I'm, you know, looking to get a bit more independent and move out of home here and be a big boy and all that stuff. So I'm really, I was really interested. I was like, man, like I'm working every day, you know, like that's one thing for all the students, like enjoy it because you're working, you're going to be working every day. You're going to be working harder pretty much every single day with more responsibility, especially if you're in big four. But um, <laughs> I was like really thinking about what I want to do with my money and like, you know, like the slow, like watching people like do this crazy stuff, like online. Like, I don't like it. Like, I don't like Wall Street bets. Like, I think it's super suspicious. Like, you're playing with fire. I'm I'm like 1500 bucks in GameStop right now, by the way. But I wouldn't put 10 grand in GameStop, I don't think. Because, like, that's pretty, like, sketch. So you but, um, situation. And you were like, Tick, okay, not that. Done that. Done yeah. That. I did, like, a bit of an opportunity cost analysis is what I did. And, like, that it's... And it's, that's it. This is a cool thing with accounting, like stay in accounting guys. Like, you know, this is so like, just like, uh, like the palm of my hand, like every kind of day stuff, like, you know, like present values of stuff, like depreciation, all these calcs are super easy to run, like for me and to anybody that isn't an accountant, like this stuff is grueling and like a lot more confusing and how do I set it up? And this is just one of the benefits of accounting, but, um, I ran this whole analysis and I've been building computers my whole life. And I've been like into sne like buying like limited sneakers for a long time too. And so I kind of combined those two in getting these graphics cards, the new 30 series graphics cards um, to get into cryptocurrency mining. So I mine Ethereum um, using graphics cards. I'm not sure how, <laughs> I'm not going to get too technical like, about it. But leave it at that level because that's a level yeah. that I, in theory, can understand. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. Like in they can... Um they can message you directly to, to kind of go a little bit deeper, <laughs> but yeah. So you're yeah. mining, you're mining crypto off of graphics cards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mining crypto awesome. off of graphics cards. So I have like, I'm about like seven grand in like in the basement downstairs, like in total. And I'm actually just got another one today, Sam, because they're limited. They instantly sell out. I got another card today. So that's sweet. Another Absolutely. congratulations. And like, if you do like the net present value on these cards or yeah. whatever, like it's, it's just awesome. I won't get into it too much. And because cool. everyone, yeah. nothing, nothing's free and nothing's easy in life. And every time you think something's free and easy money, it's not like, there's like, like <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Like I thought this, I thought this was so easy. Like, but I've been, you know, I started researching, like making this happen in like late January and I just got it in full operation, like maybe two weeks ago. And in those two weeks, like my actual like returns have been bang on, like on my actual calcs and like, should this last for at least another year to a year and a half, which it should like right now, I'll be like six times ROI and I'll be able to sell all of the assets, like everything like for the graphics cards for what I paid for them because they're, they, they resell for three times their retail price. So it's cool. It's a really cool um, operation. You brought and it all together. Uh, you brought in the, yeah, I, you brought in your hobbies, you brought in work ethic because, you know, I, I know that you did say that I work a lot, but it's like what we determine, what we determine work is different, right? Like you like a challenge. I like a challenge. Sometimes my challenges pay me. Sometimes uh, they don't, you know, and, but for a long time, mm. yeah, I was doing a number of things that did have monetary benefit. 
Um, and that were cool and got me working with cool people like you. Um, you know, I look back at kind of how many DAO people, DAO professors, um, other academics uh, to solve problems. And I hear you and I see those same, same lines. It just happens to be a different arena. And I think that's so cool that you've been able to utilize all these tools and fit it together um, in your, I don't want to even call it a hobby, but like in your investment and hobby. And I like how it's all kind of integrating and playing in. It's, it's have, both. You've done something it's kind both. of similar yeah. to me, but you've done it exactly in your own way that makes sense for you, which is <laughs> freaking cool, right? Yeah, thanks. It's both. Like I got in a big argument with a buddy about it because he was like, oh, this is a hobby. And because we we're going to do it together and we've gotten a bit of a not an argument, I guess a dialogue for yeah, yeah. all the ethics profs in the chat right now, but um, I got to do a little dialogue and it's really both. Um, and that's, I think that's really the sweet spot, right? Is if you're putting time into something, it's productive and it also is something you enjoy. Like that's the sweet spot. Um, yeah. Like do what you love. Like I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not like troubleshooting computer issues, like smiling with like glee and ecstasy and stuff, yeah. but like, I definitely like it. Like I don't mind doing it at all. And like seeing stuff work out is great. So, and I think just like, honestly, like just being in accounting and like the path I've taken and stuff like has made me so much more confident. Like you did the one with Jared. Like, I think Jared like was able, is like a lot more confident in his self and his operations from like his time, like in what we did in school. Like, it's so good to get a degree, like stay strong guys. Like for everyone that's still here, like <laughs> finish your degree, you know, <laughs> like it's so worth it. Yeah. We might, we might release this in two pieces. No, but this is like yeah. how you and I, we would like schedule a half hour meeting and it's like two hours later. <laughs> um, okay. So winding down, um, I'm going to ask the two last questions. Um, the first is I'm just going to leap into it and depending on who the guest is, sometimes they hate this question. Sometimes they love it. Um, but right now, John, how would you define success? Uh, just being happy. Yeah. I think if you're like happy, that's all that matters. Happy? And I think that's it. Like, right. Because happiness, like, right. If, if that's how I define it, like success would come after. So and then there's a whole bunch of things that feed into that and, you know, yeah, but there's a whole bunch of different things that feed into that and they're going to be different for everybody. And it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, <laughs> it's not any, that's my, that's my answer. I gave I you that it. in university I still, gotcha. I remember too, but hmm? that's what I strive for. I just want to, whatever I'm doing, I, it has to be productive and like, I want to be, I want to be happy. I want to be happy too. I like that. <laughs> Final comments. Anything else to add? No, I think I got it all out. Um, buy Ethereum. <laughs> um, did we? Did you and I geek out a little bit about Ethereum 2.0 and the different parallels on the new network? Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so let me one see what guests, one sec. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Go on, go on then. Actually. Okay. Uh, one of my guests on um, that will be releasing right before yours. Uh, he is a controller at a uh, entertainment management company. And one of um, their talents, so typically they rap music, but one of their talents is an artist. Um, do you know of Mad Dog? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so um, it just actually got released a couple of days ago that they have an auction, a live auction with Phillips Auction House that's been in existence for over 200 years. And it's their first um, NFT non-fungible token um, to do with this replicator. 
So I spent about a week after he sent me the press release, like thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, it's an NFT uh, that replicates and it's a picture of a replicator because a non-fungible token can essentially be anything. It gives value to anything that doesn't inherently have value on its own. And then- Intangible asset. Yes. <laughs> and so this um, picture of a photocopier, you know, to, the digital picture of a photocopier replicates itself to other non-fungible tools. And so my meta was just going like bananas. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting. There's unlimited, uh, you know, permutations and combinations. And what he actually said, tying back to what you said earlier, is he's like, I've been like risks deep in, um, in net present value calculations. And it's all fascinating. Like we, there's accountants in every single industry and he, you know, deals with talent and gets into operations and also like does the accounting and is the backbone is able to communicate with, you know, all different types of stakeholders, um, including uh, these clients. So anyways, so yeah, just thought I'd, it is freaking exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And accounting, your job won't lose validity. Like if this kind of stuff actually does blow up, um, like there's going to be need to be a transition that happens. And that's, I didn't get fully into it earlier, but just very quick, like that's another cool thing. Any big four, they're global company. Like if you work hard and get your CPA, like they'll, they'll keep you. If, even if you want to switch departments, you just need to tell them why and you need to explain to them why. So like, I don't know where I'm going to be at when COVID's done and how I'm going to feel about accounting. Maybe I'll love it. Like, right. Maybe I'll like find like a sweet like job or something or like with clients like but ey is awesome like the people i work with every single day are awesome and i know for like jacob like at pwc halifax like he loves his co-workers and johnny loretto in ontario working for rsm like not big four but like it's still a big like accounting company like so business solutions company like <laughs> he's working the hardest he's not big four and he's working the most hour hours out of all of us dal accounting uh buddies from the from from our year <laughs> But um, stay stay with it. Um, stay but with it. um, stay with it because it'll have validity no matter what. Like whether you're in accounting or not. Like honestly, stay positive. Seek out yeah. happiness. And if you want to talk to John, um, whatever contact information I'm permitted to give you will be in the comments. Uh, and yeah, always reach out to me, and I can forward along any messages uh, to John. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks a ton, Sam. It was good talking with you. You too. Oh, 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 oh,